everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast with Post me. Qualify- <laughs> Post-qualifying edition. We thought, I thought we'd get Tommy involved in it. I actually thought you'd forgotten what came after the T. There was such a delay. And then you said F. I was like, <laughs> Forgot okay, my we're still own brand there. Name. We're still there. Brilliant. Thanks, Tommy, for that. That was, that was amazing. We are, of course, here to talk about Baku. Qualifying has happened. And, of course, I have got a smile on my face. Tommy does not. Um, where's, where's your man, Tommy? I don't see him on the front row of the grid. No, it's a very unusual situation, Charles Leclerc, getting on pole, isn't it? I had a lot of poles. Not many wins, yes. but... Oh, here we go. <laughs> well, there you go. Amazing. Uh, I should mention, we are live on Twitch right now, and Tommy has got the uh, the very lovely name of Twitch Tommy because he just does not hold back with his opinions uh, when doing a podcast, uh, when doing anything live on Twitch, apparently. So uh, if you were wondering, we are doing watch-alongs for practice, qualifying, and the race for every race weekend. So make sure you head over to the Twitch channel and follow there. And uh, we will be taking some questions from Twitch chat as well. So we'll keep an eye on that. So, yeah, let's talk about it then. So, of course, Leclerc took pole position very comprehensively. Uh, ahead of pole. Yeah, 15th pole. More poles than Max Verstappen and still a lot less wins. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and it was Sergio Perez second ahead of Max Verstappen third. And, of course, Carlos Sainz fourth, who was actually first after the first run in Q3. Now, Big question ahead of uh, the race tomorrow comes in from James Allen, 1990. Now, I don't think this is James Allen, the commentator, but uh, he asks if team orders are given in favor of Max, should Checo ignore them? Another question <laughs> about team orders and Checo, and of course, reflecting on what happened in Spain, but that was very different. And I can understand why Red Bull did it because they were on different strategies, but then also Checo's strategy was ruined earlier when Max didn't let him through. And he could have attacked um, uh, earlier, but should he ignore them? If they're on the same strategy, absolutely. You just turn off your team radio. Just, oh, oh no, my earplugs <laughs> come loose. Can't hear you. If they're on completely different strategies, fair enough. That's my thinking. He's got his contract now as well, hasn't he? So he's like, oh, I'm signed now. Uh, Unless the contract says you must, you must move out of the way at all times. Yeah, I think he said that there was nothing in there about that. I mean, he mentions about he signed it too early. He probably signed it at the right time because if you'd have asked him to sign it now, they'd probably put a, can you just slow down a bit uh, in there? So, um, yeah, Checo, I I personally don't think they will do team orders unless it is like a, a fact where, you know, Max is a lot quicker and he's holding him up, which, you know, we saw in Monaco, I think, che- yeah, Checo burnt out his tyres and obviously then it didn't, you know, no one could get past, so it was fine. But, you know, if that happens again, they will say Max. But it's a fascinating order. I mean, the qualifying order for me is absolutely fascinating. You've got so many stories in there that you're going to have science coming through that's almost got nothing to lose, really, uh, and is behind the two Red Bulls. Leclerc wants to stay in front of them. Perez is ahead of Verstappen. I think the... The, the Red Bull situation is the most fascinating thing. And unsurprisingly, they were what all the questions were about because it's Baku, two Red Bulls battling. What could go wrong? Well, <laughs> there's been a lot of 
well, the video has been circulated a lot uh, of, of course, uh, Verstappen and Ricardo coming together where Verstappen moved a little bit in the breaking zone uh, into turn one and uh, Ricardo just completely wipes the back end of, uh, of Verstappen out. But yeah, I, I, I can't see it spilling over that much that Max just sends a ridiculous move on Sergio and there's, you know, some sort of collision because at the end of the day, Max, I think, learned a lot last year about the fact scoring points doesn't necessarily have to be first place, uh, can win you a title. So, yeah, it should be really interesting. I wonder why. Where has this pace change come from? I just, I can't get my head around it. Uh, yeah. Obviously, with it being a massively new car, of course, that may well just suit Sergio better uh, than having a, a developed car that's been pretty much all around Max. But it's uh, it's a fascinating discussion for sure. Uh, It'd be interesting to see as well the whether you know Max has thought about the fact that you know, he doesn't get many polls. We we joke about the Leclerc thing, but you know Max has got a lot of wins and has less polls than Leclerc. You know he he doesn't tend to get many polls, and I wonder if part of his strategy as well is you know he's thinking about his race car, and I do think he is driving completely different. Um, there'll be all this talk of, oh, he's under so much pressure now and stuff. Um, if it happens that he's behind Perez or there's something happens, I think that will happen. Uh, and it's fair enough. But Monaco is an anomaly, as we've said so many times. I'm fascinated to see what happens in this race because especially, I mean, as soon as they get on that straight, we know Red Bulls have been quicker. Normally in a straight line, they'll have maybe have DRS. Can they stay within DRS? And then, you know, are you going to get Sergio going for Charles? Are you going to get Verstappen going for Checo? Are you going to get side to try and get both of them? I can't wait for the race already. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's finally poised, isn't it? I'm, I'm yeah. massively looking forward to it. Uh, next question, Justin underscore McIsaac. Will Checo not getting fueled in time? With Checo not getting fueled in time to go out and give Max a toe in Q3 cause more conspiracy theories from Yoss or the F1 media in general? Well, yes. I mean, Jos Verstappen says everything. I, don't, I wouldn't <laughs> really pay much attention to, to what he says, to be honest. But I think um, oh, no, there's no, it was a, we, we made a joke about it when we were doing our quality watch along uh, on Twitch that, oh, well, you know, Checo's pressed a button here and made a failed go off and he doesn't have to give the, the toe. It's interesting how he, his car had an issue and then it was fixed in like two minutes and then it was fine and and whatnot but no I, I can't see it being anything other than just coincidence that that was what what, what happened like why would Checo want to hinder Max really what because he wants to get close from the championship I, I don't know Red Bull would just lose their minds I think if they saw anything like that happening in their own team so no nothing to nothing to go from uh, in my opinion yeah I don't think we're going to be seeing anything just yet from Checo you know that Doing something like that is the kind of thing, and we'll go into this later, a certain Fernando Alonso would probably have done with Hamilton as his teammate back in the day. Um, I don't feel like we're at that stage of the season yet where Checo's already trying to, you know, get not get in trouble at Red Bull, but throw his weight around a bit and be like, oh, no, I'm, I'm not doing this. So um, whether that happens in five, six, seven races time when they're, if they're still this close, uh, my God, uh, this this race, uh, I can't wait. I honestly, it's this such You're a buzzing. good grid. I've, I've if, never I, seen if you buzzing to, so much from if, a Verstappen P3. Well, because it, it's going to be exciting. And, you know, 
Grace's onesie still got uh, to go on for the yeah. So I'm sure it'd be fine. But I think if if you could from a neutral, if you could order them, you'd probably put it in that order or probably maybe science up ahead just to see how that pans out. But yeah, fascinating. Yeah, I, I, maybe that's the reason why you're so happy is that you it's know that Max is going to so win. Qualifying. Max, you know that Max is going to win because of Grace's onesie. <clears> and so you know it's going to be a good race because he's starting third. Okay, interesting. You know, well, you- he's not. Um, I did see that Verstappen, I saw a stat that I think Verstappen's only beaten Leclerc and Quali once this year. And there you go. And he's leading the championship. So it's not, oh, it's wait, not, wait, wait, it's not be all and end all of qualifying. God, so. I don't get I don't get too hyped. I don't get too (laughs) sad about qualifying unless obviously he binned it in the wall or something. Um, But no, it's going to be good. Fair, yeah, no, it's fine. I probably should have learnt by now that uh, pole (laughs) position doesn't mean anything, uh, considering yeah, Leclerc isn't leading the championship. Uh, And got the worst conversion ratio ever. Yep, thank you. (laughs) You done? You quite done, Twitch Tommy? (laughs) Are you finished? Uh, Let's talk about uh, some naughty tactics. Uh, firstly, Fernando Alonso, this was after the red flag, wasn't it? This was when it was two and a half minutes to go in Q1, wasn't it? It was Q1. Yeah. Uh, two and a half minutes to go, and Alonso has a miraculous loss of control of the car going into turn 15 and goes down the runoff. And Albon was absolutely fuming, like not happy at all, thinks that there was tactics mm. there around... Uh, Fernando going a bit slowly and then Alonso never no Fernando's Fernando never Alonso. anything no dodgy. no not at all <laughs> but you know we, we we laugh because it's Fernando and you know he's done all sorts of things such as he was corner cutting everywhere in Abu Dhabi the, on his last his last race before coming back again we know he has it in him but is there anything there that we that the stewards can even look at not really how no. Do you, how do you prove that he didn't lose the control of the car? Exactly. We'll go into someone else that did slightly naughty tactics as well. But the fact that Alonso, yeah, how can you prove? There's nothing to prove. It's like Nico Rosberg, for example, uh, will never know whether that was deliberate the way uh, at Monaco, of course, when he caused the yellow flag and kept pole position and went down the runoff and went, oh no, I'm down the runoff. Um you never, you can, you cannot prove that there'll never be proof that that was legit um, unless he comes out and says it. So, same with Alonso, right? It's, it's very cheeky. It's very Fernando Alonso. I'd be amazed if he wasn't doing it on purpose. It's just him. Uh, but the FIA cannot prove that a lockup at the end of the day, unless you know. Th- there's so many things they could say on the data. Uh, I don't know how you'd prove that he's done that on purpose. It's, uh, he's locked up and gone off. So, Absolutely. And the other naughty tactic was Lewis Hamilton, who was going incredibly slowly. And as we're recording right now, we don't actually have an answer, do we, as to whether he's got a penalty or not? Is that yeah. right, Tommy? No, no, no idea yet. So he's uh, under no investigation. Uh, Alonso Twitch is will keep us in the loop, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, as to whether we get any breaking news uh, with regards to that. Um, the question from R Shepherd underscore is why was Hamilton under investigation and Alonso wasn't? Probably because of what we just spoke about in the sense of what can the stewards really investigate him for? He just made a mistake, even though we know deep down he probably did it uh, <laughs> to cause the yellow flag. 
Uh, whereas Hamilton's was like a much more slam dunk, you know, in, in the sense of not slam dunk in terms of penalty, even though I think it probably is uh, more that he's slowed down to a quite dangerous speed and cars are coming up behind him and not passing him. And I think Lando's engineer was saying, you know, he's the lead car. He's the one that's going to get in trouble, et cetera, et cetera. Of course, Lewis didn't want to be the lead car because he didn't get, he wouldn't get a slipstream. So that was tactics in itself to try and let some cars through. And he was almost coming to a halt trying to allow someone to go through. So I can understand why the stewards would then investigate that because that was a dangerous kind of, you know, the, the, the result of Hamilton slowing down was a dangerous scenario. So I can understand why, why the stewards would look into it. And I think Hamilton will probably get a, what a three place penalty or something that that's my opinion. Yeah, when I this... wouldn't be surprised if that happened because, because like you say, it looks kind of when you just look at it from face value, you're like, oh, it's just you know, it's a bit of gamesmanship. But you've got to think that him slowing down and Lando slows down, Ricardo slows down, and the car coming around the corner doesn't. It's the speed difference that, you know, we've said it so many times when cars are backing up uh, at the final corner and how dangerous that is. You, this this was not needed like it wasn't even a it wasn't needed to happen so it could very easily um have caused a very nasty accident uh, and i saw someone mention that this happened was it miami i think it was miami wasn't it when joe guan yu got um shafted by almost the entire field going slowly uh, and they didn't penalize everyone i think 18 drivers were under investigation and they didn't penalize any of them because I guess their thinking is everyone did it. Whereas I think when you are the sole person to do it, I think, I think that's when you could be in trouble. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw, yeah, maybe a either his best time deleted or a three place grid drop, which would drop him down to 10th. Yeah, and then he'd be stuck behind Fernando Alonso again for the race. I'm sure he'd love that. <laughs> and Alonso is quick on a straight line as well, so yeah, he'll, he'll struggle to get past. Apparently, Hamilton is at the stewards in seven minutes' time. Uh, so thank you very much, Twitch chat, for letting us know that. Uh, so yeah, we well, we've given our opinions. By the time this goes out on uh, on our audio platforms and whatnot, it will be done. So maybe it'll age badly or it'll age well. Yeah, something we that aged see. badly was Lance Stroll in qualifying. He probably had one of the worst qualifyings of his career, not only making one mistake where he locked up into turn 15. Yeah. Uh, Was it the soft? No. No, it wasn't 15. No, no, no. It was the one before the castle section, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was. I'm getting confused with Vettel who did it there. Um, Yeah, so he locked up there, carried on, and then locked up again on the same set of tyres into turn two and ripped his front right suspension off. <laughs> yeah, on the, the qualifying watch along, we're like, oh, that's probably the barrier you want to go in because it's not concrete. And then he slammed it in the concrete barrier late, later, <laughs> yeah. later on the lap. He just wanted to test it for us, didn't he? Uh, here you go. But, you know, it's not good to go into one of those hard walls. Um, yeah, really but... poor from Stroll. And the fact that his teammate was having an absolute worldly of a qualifying yeah. performance um p7 was it or eight yeah, he finished ninth in the end oh, ninth in the end uh could be higher obviously if hamilton gets a penalty but um in q yeah q2 he was seventh uh q1 he was sixth so yeah q1 sebastian vett was sixth and stroll was out in 19th 
uh, and in the wall. So, yeah. But don't worry, he's probably the one driver we know will be in Can Formula 1 in anything. 2050. He could have literally yeah. driven the whole backwards. qualifying backwards, got disqualified, and he'd still keep his drive because oh yeah, it's fine. It's because uh, Lawrence Stroll, his father. <laughs> right. Questions from Twitch chat. I want to see some questions. Uh, I know there have been a lot flying in, so let's find one. They have a delta time to keep to, right? If Lewis slower than that, then surely a penalty, says Naomi Go. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. They, they, have to, they have to do a minimum speed in qualifying. And uh, if he's broken that, which you think was a bit of an oversight from Lewis if he did do that, because he has it on his steering wheel. Yeah, unless I think... He, I'd be surprised if he did break that because it is quite slow. And I imagine he was rushing around anyway in the first place because there wasn't yeah. that much time left. So he and might then, get away with it from that. That would probably be his uh, alibi. Is that the right word? Um, basically just... Alibi. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah my, my steering wheel was with me. Uh, yeah. He can tell you everything. Um, but yeah, that would be his like get out of jail free card, I guess. The fact that he could just say that the Delta was fine. And it's not broken any rule, even if it is a bit cheeky. Maybe that's how he gets away with it. <laughs> this this user is called George sixty three Russell and has asked, "Will Russell win if the top four crash out?" No. <laughs> I'm, I'm sensing I'm sensing a slight bit of bias. Welcome. We've got Leclerc, Verstappen, and now Russell bias uh, in this in this Twitch uh, live stream. Uh, why was AlphaTauri better in Baku? I think there's a bit of. Yeah, better suited. And also we've spoken about Gasly having a bit of bad luck and, and things like that. And, you know, it just comes together at times. And, you know, Gasly's performances from last year, especially show that he very much is a, is a very good driver, especially in a top midfield car. So it was always going to come good for Alpha Tauri at, at one time or another. And, and back who clearly is, is one of those uh, where where it works, similar to McLaren, I guess, in some ways, in the sense that it just hasn't worked at every single racetrack uh, this this year. Uh, another question. Do yes. you... Oh, go on. I was going to say with AlphaTauri as well, it, we, we had this question in our podcast, I think it was yesterday, that it swapped around uh, quite a bit. Uh, there's not... Other than Mercedes, who I'd say are probably clear... Oh, especially in in the hands of like Russell picking up P5s all the time, like the third best car. Um, that that slot for the fourth best car, you kind of think it's McLaren, but then it's changed a lot every single race. Sometimes it's Alpine. This week it kind of looks to be AlphaTauri because you've got Yuki Tsunoda up in eighth, Gasly in sixth, and they're looking very good. So yeah, the the midfield is quite fascinating. Uh I know a lot of people say that it is nice that we've had a bit of a mix-up. Um, the midfield, that, that's kind of what we were kind of hoping for, for the whole season, that everyone would be that close because the midfield is you know, a different team at the front every year, uh, every year, every um, race. But uh, sadly, sadly not, unless you're a Red Bull or a Ferrari fan because they are miles ahead this this race in particular ah, has crazy. shown more than anything that Merkel back, they are very much not. Uh, it's still no. those two teams at the front by a long way. Uh, Lewis asks in the Twitch chat, what are Alpine doing in the third sector? 
they are unleashing their ninth gear. They are very quick in a straight line this weekend, especially in the hands of Fernando Alonso. And yeah, it's just straight line speed because of course the third sector is literally turn 16, which is the left-hander and then it's flat out for the rest of the, of the, of the lap. So yeah, it's just straight line speed, uh, which should make it very interesting if Fernando uh, can make his way through. But only P10, wasn't it, for Fernando in Q3, which was a little bit disappointing. Yeah, I wonder if he's sacrificed. They did say in, in the practice sessions that he might sacrifice. You know, he might have been able to go a bit quicker if he'd gone for more downforce over the whole lap. But I wonder if we're going to see an overtaking show from Alonso tomorrow. That'd be fun, uh, because that would be very fun. Him in P10, the fact that he's got Sebastian Vettel and Lewis Hamilton in front of him, and Sonoda obviously as well. But those two champions, that would be a very exciting battle if we got to see that. It certainly would. Uh, Miller Nicole asks a question that's got nothing to do with qualifying. How was it filming with Seb? It was amazing. So He good. was brilliant, wasn't he, Tommy? Give us your perspective, because you'll see a lot of mine in the videos that are releasing <laughs> uh, next week. Uh, my perspective was uh, it was just a really awesome day because we obviously filmed filmed like a hot lap with him uh, and we got to do that hot lap. And then you actually did some Aston Martin kind of performance drivings dur- during the day. Uh, and Seb arrived a little bit early for the interview with us. So he was just sort of there around waiting for you to get back from your from your driving. Yeah, had uh, I known, I would have pulled into the pits. Oh, yeah, but I was just, yeah. I was yeah. tearing around Stowe Circuit, having a great time. And then I, I came out the car and they were like, yeah, Seb's ready for you. He's been ready for a, few, for a little while. I was like, oh, no um, one told me that. But yeah, he was. Uh, he, we were just chatting away, which was slightly surreal in my brain. And the background was like, oh, my God, I'm just here just chatting with Sebastian Vettel, which is kind of crazy. But um, yeah, he was really, really friendly. Like He was so interested in... WTF one and what we did and was really intrigued to know about YouTube and how it worked. And we you know we're telling it about uh, sort of our audience and things like that. And yeah, just a, a really, really nice guy. Exactly how he came across in the, uh, how he comes across on TV and social and everything like that. Just a really genuine, nice guy. Cause you never know with these, you never know, uh, celebrities and stuff you know persona but absolutely not he is a legend yeah lovely, he was, he lovely was on man. such good form such good form uh when we filmed with him apparently i was asserting my dominance sea <laughs> biscuit for uh turning up late <laughs> yes uh it wasn't on purpose i promise uh any other questions do you see the porpoising affecting how the drivers drive tomorrow says vicky c93x i think porpoising is worse when the drs isn't open so if anything, the porpoising should be worse tomorrow. Um, well, unless obviously within one second, then it's not so bad. But uh, yeah, we've seen quite a quite an affected Carlos Sainz, for example. Uh, the Mercedes struggling as well. It's going to be, well, it shouldn't be a problem in, in the sense of changing the race, the, the complexion of the race, unless one of the drivers feels that unwell from their head shaking around. Um but yeah, it's been extreme again. Porpoising seemed to kind of be dipping a little bit in terms of being spoken about. And we got to Baku <laughs> and it's probably the worst of the lot. Speaking of Carlos, we've not really mentioned him too much. Yeah. yeah, I think that was that really was his chance. The fact that he was fastest 
we said in qualifying, didn't we, that uh, for, sorry, after Monaco, you know, this is a chance to turn the season around. He's finished ahead of Leclerc, albeit in a weird race where Leclerc's, uh, you know, had a very bad strategy. Um, and he needed a big confidence boost. And the fact that if he'd have got pole and Leclerc down in P3, was it? Or was he P2 at that time? I can't quite remember. It was P2. It was, P2. It was sorry, one, two. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Science was in the lead about to get one over on his teammate and a really, really scruffy first sector, uh, like lots of mistakes. He pushed too I hard. That, I think that was, the per- so hard. That, that was the perfect example. You know, we've said it feels like he's overdriving to compensate. Um, that was the evidence right there for everyone to see uh, because he just, the, he, you know, he, he lost P2 as well. Even mm. if you just taken a well, bit of time, fourth, isn't he's he? fourth yeah, now, it's... so it's very not not great for him at all. Yeah, there was definitely an opportunity to to start on the front row of the grid with with Charles Leclerc uh, tomorrow. Uh, he is still in the mix, so let's not write him off. It is Baku as well; like anything can happen. But yeah, it's just it's just one thing after another, isn't it? Where you're just expecting it to click for Carlos, but you almost feel like it's snowballing in this like. Just this anger and disappointment of constantly not getting what he believes he should be getting out of the car and, and where he should be finishing. Uh, it's, I think this season is going to be a huge learning curve for Carlos. And it depends if he accepts it, takes it on the chin, goes, okay, Charles was better than me or has been better than me, at least for this part of the season, and then learns and grows from it. Or if the disappointment can kind of almost take over a little bit. Uh, in, in, but well, we'll see. It's uh, it's sad to see, though, that Carlos uh, going through uh, this particular phase uh, because I think it is 10-0 in qualifying if you go back to... or 10 in a row for, for Charles now, uh, if you go back to last year as well. So it's... Is it just Leclerc's a master in, in quali, potentially? But... But he's, yeah, the race is you make. Yeah, the race is he's beating the races the there as well. Yeah, so, yeah, it's true. So we'll see. We'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll come back to that point uh, <laughs> at the end of tomorrow. Okay. Any other questions you've seen, Tommy, that have been of interest? Uh, Should Mercedes start looking for next season already? Says Timor six hundred. I think they all are in some regards. If you're not Ferrari and Red Bull, you're probably thinking. I mean, this whole new era of Formula One. I tweeted about this because uh, I was a little bit disappointed to see the huge gap between Ferrari, Red Bull, and then the rest of the field. But this is a development era, right? This is the first year of the cars being introduced, and a lot of the teams are still getting their head around it. As a Formula One fan, of course, you're going to be a bit disappointed. You've not got three or four teams fighting for the title. George Russell said that. They thought there'd be four teams fighting for the title this year. That's not turned out to be the case. But as we saw, even last year, we saw two teams. We saw Red Bull finally catch up to Mercedes. I know there were a few tweaks in the regulations to bring Mercedes back, but we did finally see a, a team get to that standard. It almost needs a few years now, unfortunately, if we want to see a McLaren or, well, not for a McLaren. Tommy doesn't think McLaren will get anywhere near the front anytime soon. But even a Mercedes to get back, it doesn't seem like it's an overnight fix as much as, as, much as I still believe Mercedes will win a race this year. It's uh, it's looking more and more likely like they're not going to be able to challenge for the title as much as I was like, don't write them off. It's yeah, getting later and later now. Off. Yeah, I think uh, I'm I'm confident they're they're not. 
uh, I will say it again. Uh, but maybe I did jump the gun a little bit in Imola, especially after what happened in Miami. But no, they are they are not even close. And the fact that um, I think the only way Merck winning a race, in my opinion, is with some good fortune of uh, some retirements and a bit of a a crazy, you know, Hungary style situation. Uh, the fact that yeah, I mean, one one point three seconds off in fifth, the gap between the top is just huge. Hu- absolutely humongous. So the fact that yeah, I mean, someone in the chat uh, has just said, if Merck wins a race, will it be Russ, uh, Russell or Hamilton? You know, Hamilton's incredible record of winning every single season he's ever competed in under really threat. is genuinely under threat, like really under threat. And um, yeah, I don't think any of us would thought that would be the case. But who would you choose though, Tommy? Church of Edges asked that question. Would you choose Hamilton or Russell to win the first race from the Sabres this year? Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. Even though Russell, I think, is beating him, he just kind of almost feels I, I will uh I will use the example of Daniel Ricardo at Monza, uh, is a good example, in my opinion, that Lando, you know, dominates him and then the car's there to win, and it's the the guy that's won before gets gets the win. And that does seem to happen a lot in Formula One. Uh so I think if there was a crazy race, I think Lewis Hamilton would be the one to take it. But it's all just guesswork. It is all guesswork. I actually think I'm going to go for George, uh, but just purely because he's very good in qualifying at the moment. Like he's doing an incredible job in that Mercedes, and he's still finished in the top five in every single race. Has he not? No. Yeah. Wait, he has, Monaco, yeah. 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 He did. He was. Did he fifth in Monaco. Monaco. Fifth. fifth yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. He's have, he's on an unbelievable streak. And that's why there's two percent of me that's like, don't write out George Russell yet. He's still got points on the in the in the locker. But yeah, it's uh I think yeah, I don't know. I think that it might it might well happen for George at some point. Uh but yeah, I do very much agree that Lewis, you just you can't you can't write him off, just like for Stappen <laughs> and the Red Bull, you just can't write them off. Um, and there's loads of theories, as I've said, around why Hamilton's not slower and blah, blah, blah. Why Hamilton is slower at times because he's going for extreme setups and all kinds of uh, theories flying around. But you cannot deny that George isn't doing an amazing job. Right, let's reflect on our Baku predictions, shall we, Tommy? Uh, I yep. went for Perez wins again. Could well, happen. Could well happen. And another bad weekend for Mick Schumacher. I think that's fair uh, Well, to he's say. last. He was last in qualifying. So I think I'm probably quite on, on yes. course for at least one point. Uh, Katie's is two red flags in qualifying. It was one, wasn't it? Yeah. It was one. And signs so win. Probably going to go with an for that as well. Yes. Tommy, yours? I've gone for a Leclerc win. Let's wait and see. And no crashes at the castle section all weekend. So far. So far, so good. Somehow, we've got, yeah. got away with it. Yeah, we've still got the race to go though, Tommy. So yeah, we'll see. And that that a a crash at the council section in a race is where it gets tasty because it obviously creates the huge bottleneck. And if you're behind someone and they crash at that wall, you're you're a passenger. Exactly. We haven't really seen it there. We've saw <clears throat> we saw Leclerc going in there, but he was out of the way. Like, like you can still get past, can't you? And obviously that was in qualifying. But like if the car kind of spears out a little bit, just blocks the track. Like what yeah. happens then? Mercedes, like, what, Mercedes, stop the race. 
Mercedes again their win because Leclerc's going in there on lap one and taking out both <laughs> Red Bulls and Science. But you just uh, don't know, imagine. Like, that's, imagine that's if that something happened. That could easily happen though. That's that's yeah. the crazy thing about this track. Uh, the fans' uh, predictions: Rasmustoff, one of the Red Bull cars break down and DNF car fault, not driver fault. Uh, the Panchand. Daniel finally outperforms Norris. It's not happening yet. And Mega versus Primus, a surprising winner. That's it does not look like it's lined up either, but we will see. Maybe that will age terribly. Tommy, final thoughts. Final thoughts are it's Baku. So I wouldn't I wouldn't say a surprise winner is that far-fetched, but let's hope for a good race. It's it's one of those things. Sometimes the hyped races can sometimes be the ones that under deliver but i hope not because baku normally does deliver so yeah fingers crossed we get a good one because my word that is a tasty looking grid yeah they look very close don't they ferrari and red bull this weekend uh, i'm very excited uh, to see how that unfolds as long as we know how it unfolds. in a race watch along. <laughs> hey there you go yeah. live on twitch we will be there race watch along for the very first time please come and join us uh, as it will be brilliant stuff thank you to the twitch chat we have been live on twitch as well uh, for this qualifying post podcast post qualifying podcast the pqp and uh, <laughs> not, not qpp no and uh, yeah it's been it's been brilliant to, to bring that all to you thank you tommy thank you to twitch chat thank you to everybody else for watching and listening uh, it's been a pleasure hashtag wtf1 podcast if you want to get involved in the future discussion and leave us a like five stars great feedback whatever you want to do on whatever platform you're listening on uh, that'll be amazing so we'll see you very soon for another podcast and watch us live on twitch for the race watch along tomorrow for the very first time ever in wtf1 history Bye. bye